0: Welcome to the GATA Podcast, where it's all dog, all the time. I'm your host, Robert Reynolds. Each episode, you'll hear me give my takes and opinions on things that involve Georgia football. That could mean recruiting, the most important thing of all. Could also mean any recent news involving the Georgia program, also could mean current state of the team. So stick around as this episode of the GATA Podcast starts right now. To the show, man, there was a lot that happened over the weekend. Um, starting off, you know, I'm gonna get right to it. Um, Clemson uh, took a huge loss, in my opinion. Uh, Darian Kendrick, their starting cornerback, um, basically booted off the team. Um, you know, why I don't think the reason's been stated yet. Um, I think it might, you know, I'm thinking I'm not going to make a statement and, and and say it for sure because it's not out there. Definitely think, in my opinion, it's probably something to do with uh, a, a character issue. Um, <clears throat> you know, a talent of his level, you know, doesn't just, you know, get kicked off of, you know, Clemson. Uh, you know, obviously Dabo's got a culture there that, you know, he wants a winning culture. He wants a national championship culture kind of feel to it. And obviously he was a, you know, huge part, uh, last year and, you know, obviously for them winning titles, but, um, nonetheless, Darian Kendrick, uh, seems to be, he's off the team and, you know, right now you're kind of waiting, uh, waiting to see if he goes into the supplemental draft, um, or, you know, does he go to the portal? Uh, I expect him to go into the portal. Um, I think with him getting basically kicked off of uh, Clemson's team, you know, his draft stock probably took a nasty hit. Um, him going into the portal, uh, going to a Power 5 program, I think will help stabilize it, um, you know, depending on the situation, maybe even boost it, depending if he can uh, get over what caused, you know, what happens, or you know. So, you know, this leads to the question of, you know, how does this involve Georgia? Obviously, we we play Clemson in game one. Um, you know they have their cornerback depth just took a nasty hit with him being gone. Uh, they still have Booth, uh, which is, in my opinion, could be an All American. I'm pretty sure. Uh, kid is pretty damn good. Uh, looking into it as well, though, I think you have to, you know, take a look into their secondary, right? Uh, just from another glance. You know, they got exposed by Ohio State, uh, especially in the playoff game. Y'all saw it. Uh, Definitely, definitely uh, got exposed. And honestly, I think Georgia could do the same, if not more. You kind of have to. Uh, Considering, you know, Clemson Stout's front seven, you you have to take advantage of their secondary. Um, Also, you know, who's to say Georgia might take a look at them? Uh, if he enters into the portal, um, I have a gut feeling. If it's a character issue like that, you may not. I mean, I think you have to because of the talent. Uh, do I expect him to land at Georgia? Maybe not. I don't think so. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a call and say no. But I definitely think Georgia does take a uh, a good look at it uh, if he does indeed enter into the portal. Um, so obviously, you know, I think in that, in my opinion, uh, it's probably the you know most important news regarding. You know, uh, Georgia, just because September fourth is coming up pretty quick, and you know you need to have that ready to go, Uh, and obviously losing someone like that is definitely a blow. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of time, so Clemson has their chances to get ready, Uh, but still, you know, Darian Kidrick was uh, all uh, all ACC, you know, first team, and that's you know that's still going to be hard to replace. So. Like I said, Georgia's Georgia's receiving core is definitely going to push and I hope to expose uh, Clemson's secondary. I think you have to. Uh, also, you know, outside of that, uh, you know, Jalen Walker um, set a commitment date for March 28th. Uh, if you're not familiar with him, four-star linebacker from Salisbury, North Carolina, right up the road from my residence. Uh, you know, a lot of if you keep up with crystal balls, it seems like uh, Clemson's a team to beat. There, uh, I think Georgia's still in the thick of things. Um, you, you have you can't count Georgia out here. Um, however, I do think uh, that Clemson probably will end up getting this kid. Uh, Clemson has a it's, it's funny how Clemson has a solid grasp um, on the state of North Carolina. Uh, they've had it since Dabo's been here. Uh, I'm from North Carolina, so I can talk like that. <laughs> um, you know, with Mac Brown, uh, when since he came back to North Carolina, you start to see a lot of kids uh, open their eyes up to uh, North Carolina as well. So Clemson doesn't have that strong of a grasp anymore that they used to. Uh, but still, I think Clemson does pull away uh, and gets Jalen Walker. Uh, also, a good chance here, March 15th, Mikael Williams will announce his commitment or is expected to. Uh, Georgia has a great shot of landing him. Uh, I think he does come to the dogs. Uh, and if that is the case and he does commit to Georgia, you have to look at the defensive line haul that we've already collected. Uh, you know, Obviously, the most recent commit there was Bear Bryant and uh, Tyree West. So you add, you add uh, Mikael Williams with Bear and Tyree, uh, you know, it's already a very, very impressive haul. Um, you know, but I think there's still going to be one more D-line commit uh, in the 2022 class. Uh, looking at the 2022 class in itself, you know, the D-line, it, it's super rich in defensive line talent and elite defensive talent at that. Uh, so, you know, obviously and D-line is a very important need for this class. You know, you're losing Jordan Davis. You're losing... Um, you know, you're just losing a lot. You know, uh, Devontae Wyatt will be gone too, uh, and you could have some people leaving for the, you know, for the draft. So obviously, the D line is going to be very important, and it just so happens that this cycle in the 2022 class is just absolutely loaded with elite defensive line talent, which is why we've already picked up. Uh, you know, like I said, we've picked up Bear and Tyree, uh, which obviously Bear got a recent bump. If you're, if you keep up with that. Uh, so he's now a top 100 player composite. Tyree was the same. So you already have two top 100 D line. Uh, you know, you, I think you look. I, I think if you add Mikael Williams here, you know that's three defensive linemen right there, for all four stars, uh, somewhat upper four star as well. Um, but like I said, I do think you get one more defensive line. Uh, you know, commit and and obviously it makes it a special commit. Uh, you know, from a defensive hall. Uh, definitely makes it a super special one. Uh, you know. And, and a couple of names I think we need to keep up with. Um, Jeremiah Williams, uh, five-star. I'm thinking you know, there's a chance that we can get him, but I have a feeling that he might just end up at Bama. Uh, and also you need to keep up with Kristen Miller. And I think this commit right here, this commitment uh, from Kristen Miller uh, is very close. And I think Georgia has a good shot here. Um, so if I had to take one, uh, and make a prediction right now. I think he, I think he goes to Georgia, um, but several teams are obviously in that race as well. Um, so obviously, like I said, Georgia is going to pick up another defensive line commit. Um, you know, obviously, I think Mikel will come to the Dogs. Uh, so I, I think they're going. I think Georgia will pick up four uh, commits on the defensive line. Um, obviously, Baron Tyree. Like I said, uh, that's your two currently. Uh, third, I think if you get Mikel, you know, you still add one more, um, this, this all is going to be impressive, uh, I, I know it, uh, Trey Scott, uh, is doing all the dirty work right now to make things happen, uh, you have to give it, you have to put a feather in his cap, man, that dude is recruiting his ass off, um, he's already, he's, we've already got a loaded defensive line as it is, um, and it's only getting deeper, so, you know, in my opinion, I think Trey Scott's going to get a raise, especially if the product on the field this upcoming season uh, is as expected. I think you have to pay that man a lot to keep him here um, just because of his recruiting prowess. You know, you definitely don't want him to go somewhere else. Um, so I, I think a key there is to keep Trey Scott on the staff. Dude's just really good recruiter. Uh, obviously, defensive line talent is where it, it's just amazing talent, good depth. You got to keep him on the staff. I've got to take a moment here, though. I need you all to prepare yourselves. If you are a Florida Gator fan and you just so happen to tune into this, you may want to cover your ears or close your eyes. Because it's about to get bad. Eric Gilbert has left your program. He didn't even, he didn't even enroll. He left the program. I heard so many people talking about once he committed to Florida. Just hear him talking. Hear him talking. Hear him talking. I'm talking to you Gator fans. If you're listening, I'm talking to you. Y'all are awful quiet right now since he left. Don't tell me that you were expecting this. Don't tell me you were expecting this. I'm just saying it right now. Don't tell me you were expecting this and you saw it coming. Because I'm sure you didn't. You were hyped up talking about the next pits are better. I know it. Sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry at all. (laughs) To hell with Florida. But anyways, for anybody that's not a Florida Gator fan, obviously Arik Gilbert over the weekend uh, decommits from Florida. Um, Never enrolled there, in my opinion. Uh, I think that's a good move. Um, I just don't know if, you know, obviously since he... Decommitted, um, you know his his plan is to just enroll in a school and then announce. Then, by that way, uh, in my opinion, I, I think you have to look at academics here. Um, I, I think that's just the way it is. I think it's just I just don't think he's doing that well in classes, and that's probably leading up to why he, why he ended up leaving anyway. Um, so you know, I think you know, I think this leads up to the question: Does Georgia take a look at him? Um, obviously, you know, he, I don't think he ever really wanted to come to Georgia at the time when he was coming out of high school. Um, you know, obviously he goes to LSU, which in my opinion at that time shocked me. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, a lot of people were, you know, expecting, you know, Alabama or Georgia. Um, so he goes to you know LSU. Um, but you know, and then obviously he transfers to Florida and then decommits, to me, it has a feeling of Zach Evans, just a different feel. So, it's not the same as Zach Evans, but the the drama feels the same. So, definitely worth taking a look at there. Um, I think Georgia takes a look at him, but I just don't think he goes to Georgia. Um, you know, Harrison Bailey, uh, the Tennessee quarterback, was hitting him up on Twitter. Uh, you know, trying to lure him to Tennessee. You know, I think you look at, you know... Tennessee is an option. I think you still have to count Georgia as possible option. Um, you know, I think you have to look at Juco. There's a possibility that he could end up at Juco uh, just to get his grades right, if that's the case. Um, definitely have to look into that. You know, uh, if he's not making enough classes, he's going to be ineligible. So, who's, you know, he, he might not be able to make a team this fall. So with that being said, I think you know he could end up at JUCO, very well end up at JUCO. Uh, if he ends up at a Power Five program, I think he doesn't even play in the fall. You know, do you take a red shirt and get your grades right? You know, is that the case? Um, you know, JUCO might be his best route, just to like I said, get his academics squared away. Um, if he can't do it there, then I think you know that's just it's just sad for him. I mean, dude is the best tight end uh, prospect that we've seen. In, in a very long time and I would have had obviously we love Darnell at Georgia but at, you know before getting Darnell you know I think our eyes were set on Arik Gilbert and rightfully so we saw what he can do at LSU but obviously you know I think I think it has to be academics it hasn't been stated so you know don't take it and run with it but I just feel like it's academics because he didn't even go to the program at Florida that tells you it's not a character issue, in my opinion. I think it has to be academics. Um <clears throat> you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see him go somewhere else besides Georgia. I just don't I just don't know if if that's the case. I, I just don't know where this kid's gonna go. Regardless, I wish him the best. He, you know, I want him to do well. Um I, I want him to get his academics right. The kid is too talented not to be on the field, but you know. But then you know you're a student athlete, so you have to you have to take care of the student part first. Um, so I hope he gets it right. I hope he gets his academics squared away, and I hope he can play somewhere. I, I genuinely do for the kid, but I'm still glad he left Florida because fuck Florida. I'm just gonna leave that there. Don't really care for Florida, obviously. So I'm glad he didn't get him. I'm glad he didn't go down there to the circus in Gainesville. Um, I don't think he, you know, he could go to Tennessee, but you know, you'll just have to see what happens with Tennessee. I just don't know what happens with, you know, Tennessee is just in a shithole program right now, in a state of their program anyway. But anyways, like I said, I think Gilbert goes JUCO, um, but we'll see. I, I, like I said, I do wish him well though. I don't, I don't disrespect the kid or anything like that. I wish him well. If it is an academic issue, I hope he gets it squared away. Kid, kid needs to be on the field. But he's got to take care of the academics if that is the case. Anyways, after this break, we're going to get into an in-depth review of the running back room for this 2020 class or 2021 season. Also talk a little bit about recruiting for the future and how that could play a part into the rec- uh, running back room as well. So stick around after this break. Welcome back. It's time to talk running backs. Obviously, you got Zeus and James Cook decided to return for another year. Um, In my opinion, that's huge. Um, In my opinion, both great running backs. And I think you look at, you know, Cook's ability to be a threat in the past, you know, look no further than Alabama. um, and, And really, Missouri, too. You know, obviously, those were his big home run plays. You see why you see why James Cook returned is a big deal. Obviously, Zeus, you know, the bell cow, if you really choose to do that, you know, that's that's huge as well. Uh, as the season went on, you know, you look at Zeus and his ability to uh, make the cuts and his vision, it got better. And I think that came with trusting his legs after those injuries, after those ACLs. Obviously, you've got Lavoisier Kerr also incoming as a true freshman out of IMG. Very fast. Uh, you know, and it's also, you have to start looking into the other backs as well. You know, how, you know, Kendall Milton, in my, in my opinion, probably the best back we have. Uh, got that blend of all of it, you know, passing, running, uh, pass protection as well. He uh, can do it all, you know, and I think you have to give him expanded role. You have to give him more touches. You just have to, in my opinion. Um, you know, also you have to look at the Kenny McIntosh and dejon Edwards, uh, you know, both of those guys have their own niches, and I like the way those guys run both of them. Uh, Dejon obviously is great with looking cuts, very shifty, uh, hard runner. Kenny McIntosh can run in between the tackles; he can run outside. Uh, you know, he, he can do it all for the most part. He got that good blend. So, you know, obviously all these guys coming back, you know, all six of them. How are you going to get these guys enough touches? Also, you're looking at the passing game. We're expect we're expected. To be opening it up and airing it out. That being said, you know which running backs are going to be put in into pass uh, into the pass game. Obviously, I think you look at Cook. You can look at Milton, uh, Kenny McIntosh, if you really need to. Um, you know, obviously, I think you look at pass protection, and I think you look at Zeus. I think Zeus, you know, in my opinion, uh, was is too dependent on the pass protection. He's it's too obvious in my opinion. Uh, you you either know it's a run. Or he's going to be pass pro. That's just the way, in my opinion, that's what I've seen. Um, You know, it would be interesting to see him get, you know, obviously you can run play action off of that, which is, you know, great. And obviously it opens the field, uh, especially going down the field. You know, I'd like to see him get more involved in the pass game if he can. Uh, Definitely would help his draft stock. I think, you know, obviously being a runner uh, the way he is, you know, I think opening and expanding that pass, you know, his receiving, uh, getting him better there. I think really will help him, uh, especially, you know, with expectations of going pro uh, at the end of this year, upcoming. Uh, And I think you look at James Cook as well. I've never been, I love James Cook, but I just don't feel him being a true dominant threat to run the ball anywhere between the tackles. Uh, He can, but I just don't think he's definitely lacking there. Obviously, like I said, I love his uh, ability to be a threat in the past game, which obviously Monken will enjoy that. Um, but I, I think you have that liability there of him running in between the tackles. So, you know, when it comes to it, you know, I, I don't want it to be too predictable. However, I think, you know, you look at Kendall Milton, you look at, uh, Zeus, uh, and, and McIntosh as well, being those guys to go out and, and do your heavy lifting when in the run game. Um, you know, I, I think you look at Dejon uh, probably mop up duty uh you know but he got a he got a, a great game against South Carolina uh obviously we were up on that game a lot but still you saw flashes of how good he can be uh, especially coming out of Colquitt. Uh, from what I hear Georgia football down there in Colquitt is uh, pretty intense so obviously he was ready for it in high school comes out and runs very well in my opinion uh, I don't care if it's in the fourth quarter or not uh, still look good to me uh, you know obviously James cook will be your pass. You know your pass threat. I'd like to see Lavoisier perhaps come in and, and try to get a role uh, in the pass game, if you know if possible. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how these guys get touches, uh, how they get involved into the offense. Obviously, like I said, just re- I don't want to repeat myself too much. You have to give Milton a lot of. T- I feel like he's he's earned that expanded role. Uh, obviously, he couldn't help the injury necessarily, but still, when he was on the field, he was electric. There was no question about it. You look at his run against Tennessee, you know how open he got and how well he ran through the tackles at Bama. You know those right there. Those are those are the glimpses that I've seen, in my opinion, that earned that expanded role for him in that offense, especially in the run game. Uh, even in the pass game, he still was a great check checkdown. Uh, Cincinnati made some good catches out of the backfield, uh, good first down runs and stuff like that. So he's pretty good out of the you know out of the catch. And into space, so obviously there's some uh, there's some improvement there. Uh, he got better at the end as the year went on. So very optimistic overall, definitely optimistic in my opinion. Um, obviously looking into it, uh, you know you're looking at uh, Carroll. You know, I'm, and this is something that's intrigued me here uh, because earlier today in a press conference, you heard Kirby Smart. If you haven't. Basically said that every player on our team is a potential cornerback right now. Even Trayvon Walker. I mean, let's just be honest here. The guy can cover. Maybe not to that level, but you see what I'm saying. Uh, obviously, people can take that and run with it. Uh, you know, taking it too literally. Uh, obviously, the Trayvon was kind of a joke there, but but still, I think, you know, Carroll played defense at IMG. You know. Maybe there's a possibility that he could be trying to play some cornerback or in the secondary. So, you know, that maybe that's how he gets involved in this team. Maybe, you know, you probably have special teams as well, but we'll see. Um, You know, but like I said, I mean, he had 55 tackles as a sophomore. So, I mean, there is that possibility that he could be trying to go into cornerback, obviously, considering our depth there. Um, So, obviously, a lot of potential here with all six of these guys. uh, And unfortunately, you know injuries do happen, so having you know having six, uh, obviously Kirby prefers five at least. You know, so having that extra man is really more than ideal, um, considering the circumstances. Obviously, the football season wears you out. Um, you know, you also have the ability to run the hot hand, uh, dictating on how the uh, the gameplay goes. You know, for each game. So definitely, like I said, definitely optimistic. You know, maybe that's how Carroll gets in. Maybe he goes defense. I mean, it's it's been done before. Tay Crowder got flipped from a running back to a uh, linebacker, and you saw what happened. It can be done. Definitely can be done. But anyways, I think you look at, and I'm going to go ahead and go forward here. Um, obviously, that's what we're looking at for this upcoming season. But what happens in 2022? At the end of 2021, everything like that, You know, I think you have to look at what happens after Zeus, after Cook. Um, Those guys are going to be leaving, right? Uh, Kenny McIntosh is a junior. You know, if he has a great year, does he come back? You know, in my opinion, I think he does. But still, you know, he has the opportunity to leave if he chooses. Uh, So, you know, looking forward, obviously we're getting ahead of ourselves. But, you know, it's fun to kind of keep up with this stuff. So, you know my expectation here for the 2022 cycle, kind of diving into a little bit of recruiting now. Uh, I expect us to take one, maybe two running backs. Uh, if if we take one, definitely expecting a heavy running back haul in 2023. Definitely. Um, you know this 2022 class isn't that bad. 2023 though is absolutely stacked at running back. Uh, talked about this before. You know this the 2022 class is loaded at D line. And, you know, with that, which is, you know, that's why you're seeing our, our, in our current commits, we've already got Bear, we've got Tyree, you know, you have the possibility of Landon Mikhail williams uh, Christian Miller, maybe, uh, Jeremiah Alexander, just to name a few guys, right? I I think you, like I said before, you could probably look at Landon for defensive linemen this class alone. Um, So obviously, you know, Kirby's going to hit the heavy, you know, the heavy talent, It just so happens that we need a D-line. However, looking into running backs, this is a running back portion, so I'm going to keep it here. Like I said, one running back, maybe two. If we do get one, I expect heavy running back haul in in the 2023 class. My expectation here, the one running back that we do get, my prediction, we get Branson Robinson. Uh, Watching some of his tape, it's just eerily similar to Nick Chubb. Just... you get, the, you get that feel of, you know, watching highlights of Nick Chubb. Um, you know, to be sub-6 foot, you know, he's under 6 foot, like I think 5'10 is what he was listed at, and maybe taller now. We'll see. Um, obviously, once uh, measurements come in and different things like that, you know, we can update that. But right now, according to 24-7, he's sub-6, six, sub-6 six foot. But watching his tape, you just watch this great blend of You know, balance and also running hard and powerful, but he's got some speed as well. And honestly, that's where I feel like this kind of Nick Chubb run or this Nick Chubb esque vibe um, with Branson Robinson. Just in my opinion, you know, obviously he's from Mississippi, but but that don't mean nothing. This kid runs his ass off and it's in, in a great way. He runs very physical, no problem running between the tackles, can bounce out you know, run outside, he's got the speed to kind of break it out if needed, but he is just watching his tape, man, he can break tackles like it's nobody's business, obviously, you know, Mississippi High School football is a lot different than the SEC if he were to come to Georgia, but nonetheless, you see that right there, and and it just, for me, gives me vibes of Nick Chubb, I'm not trying to compare him to that, but it gives you the feels as you're watching it, kind of. Um, that's how I would compare his high, you know, the tape in, in regards to breaking tackles and things like that. That's just my take on that. Um, you know, but if, if, you know, if for Branson as well, kid is a, kid is a weight room freak, weight room freak. That's all I'm going to say. Dude can lift his ass off. He can lift the gym, uh, power lifter. So, Definitely, you're going to see, that's what, you know, obviously, you know, squatting a ton of weight and all that stuff. If you don't know, basically, that's transitioning into powerful drive off your feet and your legs. Leg strength is ridiculous. Hence, great power of speed and blend. Uh, That's blend that I mentioned earlier. Hard to get down. Definitely hard to get down as well. Um, In my opinion, I think that would be a great replacement for Zeus since he's gone. Since he'll be gone at that point. Um, you know, Branson's tape doesn't stick out like, uh, like Zamir's uh, high school tape. I think everybody that watched Zamir's high school tape, him coming out of high school, dude was a absolute monster. His tape, some of the best high school tape you'll see. Um, uh, Branson's isn't on that level, but you kind of get that feel. If you watch his tape, there's no question that he can break tackles, make guys miss as well. Like I said, that great blend, you know, p- balance, power, speed. All three of those things will turn into him being... There's a reason why he's one of the best running backs in the country. I expect Georgia to land him when he decides to commit. That's my take for the one. If you're looking at number two, if we take a second running back, I think we look at Jordan James out of Tennessee. Um, listed his 40 at a 4'6". Uh, almost a 4'7", 469. Now that is according to the 2019 opening regional. That being said... Watching his tape uh, in twenty twenty, my projection I think if he were to run again, I think you look at a low four six, maybe a high four five. Just seeing what I'm seeing off the tape, and I may be wrong, but that's just how I feel it would be. Do I think he has the breakaway speed? No, you're not going to see that. You'll see him if you'll see him make guys miss, and that's for sure. Uh, definitely going to see him mi- make guys miss. Uh, one of the things that I noticed really with with uh, Jordan James is his vision. I loved watching him run. Um, He has the ability to bounce out or or cut back in and find those lanes. And that comes with the vision, like I said. Uh, That's where his vision is to me. But also one of the things that kind of goes underrated, in my opinion, that definitely goes overlooked, is his patience. Um, If you watch some of his tape, you'll see him go in and kind of like stutter. It kind of feels like, not 100% like Le'Veon, but he definitely you know gives some time to allow the blocks to take place and 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 make you know, make the lanes that's why and then he has the vision to cut back and go into those lanes uh, definitely enough speed to make it through the lanes uh, like I said I don't think you're going to I don't think you're going to see him hit those home runs uh, in regards to just breaking away and blazing past people but nonetheless I think he would he would be a good running back to have uh, definitely a good running back um you know, watching him, you know, watching him do some uh, receiving as well. You know, I, I, I'd say above average. Uh, he's not the, you know, it's not like a great ball skills or anything. Um, definitely efficient enough to be utilized. Um, and overall, I think you look at uh, Jordan as kind of like a Kenny Macintosh type role. Uh, definitely can run in, in or outside of the tackles, uh, and if you need to get him out into the uh, flats or whatever. You could throw it to him and he'll 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 be able to catch it and make a couple of guys miss in space. Um, so, like I said, Branson Robinson, I think he's a must-have guy in this class. I think you have. To, I think Kirby's going to go all in for Branson. He's already listed Georgia as his favorite right now. Um, you know, he stated himself both ac- uh, athletically and academically. Speaks a lot about the kid. I think you really need to focus on academics, considering what we're seeing right now going on with. Uh, Arik Gilbert. The fact that he mentions academics alone, in my opinion, is telling. So, I like hearing, you know, obviously Georgia being number one there in the driver's seat, but the academics is underrated there in, in that in that uh, take right there. Um, now we're going to kind of transition to a way too early, way too early. I get it, way too early. We're going to look at not 2021 season, but the 2022 season, and and I think you look at the in the starting five. I think we have five running backs coming in. Uh, I think you look at Kendall Milton being the the guy, and then obviously McIntosh. I think backs him up, so you get the dose of Eminem there. Um, you know, I think you look at Dajon. Uh, it could be a toss up, really. I think you look at uh, Lavoisier or you know uh, Dajon Edwards. Um, you know, could be that third guy. Uh, obviously, that, that is depending on how, you know, Lavoisier uh, transitions as, as a freshman, what happens to him. Um, but I expect him to come back maybe as a running back. We shall see. Um, and then I think Branson Robinson comes in as that fifth guy. Uh, where at on the depth chart? I don't know. I think you could easily, him and Dajon and Lavoisier, could all battle for that third uh, spot behind uh, Milton and McIntosh. Um, definitely, like I said, just to kind of wrap you know this portion of it up. Running back room is deep, and a very good problem to have is how do you give these guys the touches? Obviously, you know the pass game, and obviously get them touches in the run game. But obviously, I think the balance of the run and the pass, you know, the ability to do both, is very key. So with that being said, after this break, we'll come back. Um, And we will wrap things up for sure uh, for this episode of the GATA Podcast. If you've never heard of the 7-6 Apparel Company, do yourself a favor and listen closely. They're based out of Nashville, Tennessee, and they offer 12 different collections of apparel. Some of those include your Georgia Bulldogs, the Atlanta Braves, Auburn, Alabama, and Tennessee, just to name a few. They offer several different services as well. To include screen printing, DTG printing, embroidery, and more. You also have the ability to design your own custom t shirt, or you can do wholesale for your business. Do yourself a favor and check out the 76 at the76.com. Well, that is all we have for today, folks. Thanks for sticking around and listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed the content. Until next time, this is the GATA podcast where it is all dogs all the time. I'm Robert Reynolds and stay safe. Go, dogs.